Hello and welcome to the Epic Loot Radio Podcast. Joining me this week is a roundtable of epic proportions. We got the Studio Loot crew, Danny, Redbird, BDLG, or Bordy, if you will, coming in from a, an incredible 1.5 patch with New World and also with an incredible marking push from Amazon. So there is a lot to discuss about, A, the state of the game is now the time to return. We could take this in any direction ultimately that we want as this is a casual podcast. If you're listening to the MP3 audio, I'm going to tell you you're a legend. If you're watching us with us live, you're a double legend. And thanks so much for the six likes on these uh, podcast and videos. Let's go around the room, introduce the panel in case you guys haven't heard of them, don't know what they're doing. Uh, well, uh, welcome to the New World crew. Uh, they run the New World fans website. They got the podcast and they also stream over on Twitch. Let's start with Redbird and then we'll go Danny and then BDLG. I am Redbird. Uh, I, I mean, you did it, Brian. You basically uh, announced what we do. We basically uh, we run a website called New World Fans and then newworld-map.com. Uh, we also just put up our home website, studioloot.com, which will have all of our content, including New World content, uh, as kind of a center or a hub there. So go check that out. And then, uh, uh, yeah, we host the New World to Go podcast. We hit our two-year anniversary a little bit ago. So, Congrats. Yeah, we're, we're in there. Uh, but yeah, all things New World, basically, <laughs> is what we do. Nice. Yeah, um, I've been basically playing New World since, well, Alpha now, Alpha, then the preview, which I, I do miss a lot, actually. <laughs> um, and yeah, we joined, joined uh, Red and, and Bordy at, at, the, at the start of start of New World, creating content together, and just, it's been been awesome so far. New World, obviously, uh, we love it a bit, we've been playing a bit of Lost Ark on the side as well, but New World at its core is a quality game, so... I think we're all uh, continuing to to put some energy and, and love into it and hope that it gets better as well. But yeah, I'm Danny and uh, thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, man, uh, they covered just about everything. I think Brian, they 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 nailed it. I think I feel a little I feel a little bummed out though, man. I don't know if you saved the best for last or put me at last <laughs> because I'm like the last to get picked at, at like soccer or something, man. You know, I don't know second, which way to view that, but. One. Let's but it's it okay. Up. It was the second one. Yeah. Maybe so. That's the story of my life. It's okay though, Brian. I love you. They they about covered it though, man. Yeah. Thanks for having us, by the way. Oh man, I think this is like when I'm, when we're sitting here looking at, and I was telling uh, uh Danny in the pre-show, like we we're just kind of chatting as as we're all kind of getting ready for the show, and I go, what I'm experiencing right now, and I don't know if this is just a reflection of the media that gets fed to my algorithm, but I saw for the first time in history. The Reddit community very positive about New World, and I thought that was yeah. just mind-boggling to actually <laughs> Maybe see the first time ever, yeah. Right to see like people. I saw somebody reply going like, "What's going on? No one's getting downvoted for having a positive opinion about New World right now. It is truly a unicorn time of the season." And so I want to start with that. Are you guys feeling any kind of sentiment change uh, after 1.5, after the double XP weekend? What's your kind of view as content creators, especially as kind of, I would say, leaders within the space of New World itself, uh, when people look to like, who are the faces of the content creation? In my mind, it comes to Studio Loot. If there's somebody else out there, I... I just offended and I have no idea who you are. <laughs> Sound off in the comments. Let me know because that's how I find content creators. But what what's the sentiment read? Let's actually start with Bordy, uh, namely because he's live right now. And so his chat could probably tell him that we all suck or that we're amazing. I don't care. Uh, Bordy, what do you think? 
Yeah, they're saying that you guys are, are awful. No, no, they're not. Everybody <laughs> over here is saying, oh, it's on Ginger Prime channel. We love that guy. Uh, yeah, man, I, I think that, that the sentiment for New World right now is in a pretty incredible spot, man. It's, um, it, it's, it's crazy to watch kind of the ebbs and flows of the game and how it's kind of evolved. And I think now we've, I, I feel like we've almost kind of hit the bottom and now it's on the way up. And it is pretty awesome to watch everyone kind of receive the game in a positive manner right now. And I, for one, a, am loving it, man. There's been a lot of hype around the game and you can definitely feel it. I mean, whenever you're streaming, whenever you're posting videos, the content is just like people are, are it's, it's just received better. And uh, it's an exciting time for the game for sure. And I think we can all say that we're excited for the future because it's, 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 it's good right now, man. Things are good. Danny, what are you? I love, it's, it's amazing. This is, the, this is the first time since launch where the numbers are, I know we speak a lot about concurrent players and it's not the be all and end all, but it's the first time since launch where there's been an increase in players rather than a decrease. <laughs> it's kind of, I feel like it, maybe it's hit rock bottom. Who knows uh, what the future holds, but this, they, they delivered a patch and uh touch wood it was pretty good like there wasn't uh drops off in um uh you know the, the auction house stayed up there wasn't loads of dupes there wasn't loads of issues the, um it was a good patch and the blunderbuss was pretty balanced and it see it feels good like the wars feel good the pvp feels good so yeah it's, it it feels good to be honest and everyone seems to be positive there's, there's a few that aren't still of course but the majority of people are positive at the moment that's yeah it hasn't really happened like this before so it's it's good <laughs> it is good red yeah uh i mean i think it goes a long ways to put out uh you know a piece of content uh that like danny was saying doesn't have a lot of bugs a lot of you know game breaking issues that cause like the the trading post to shut down and stuff like that but also I think the the overall like the package that they put with it with the double XP weekend, uh, they were able to improve a lot of the quality of life, uh, like core aspects of the game that were frustrating on the day to day basis for players to, to like kind of experience, such as like storage management, fast travel, which I think got fixed the patch before. And all those things that like it, it's not like a gameplay feature. It's not like an expedition or you know, a new weapon, but it is something that generally affects like, you know, 50% of your gameplay. And I think that they're doing a great job with fixing those like quality of life things. That way, when new players do come with like a double XP weekend, or it's going to be free, I think today, uh, uh tomorrow, next... something like that at is the it, time of this recording it... Friday, right? Is it Friday? Yeah. Well, I thought it was the seventh for some reason. Yeah. 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 Se seventh for, uh, 10 oh. AM PT. Yeah. Okay. Oh, never mind. Today. Awesome. In, right now, bro. In about 45 <laughs> minutes, yeah. Dude, I've got so many kids. I don't even know what day it is. What am I talking about? <laughs> I, I, I feel that on a deep level. Uh, but yeah, so like tying all these things to like the free weekend and stuff and, and having the core uh, gameplay like, you know, feel better, I think it's going to be good for New World long term. And, and it sounds like uh, May or April this month, excuse me, we're going to get another patch like that that's just quality of life stuff, and hopefully, you know, uh, they can nail that down and, and get ready for arenas, which I think is a really big feature. I want to talk about uh, the, obviously, free-to-play weekend here just in a second, so kind of put a bullet point that we're going to come back to that in your minds, because I do want to talk about the quality of life and, and what we can kind of start to see in terms of patch. Do you, do you guys predict that we'll see, like, a content patch like we saw with 1.5, followed by like a, you know, just kind of like a, a quality of life bug fixes, just kind of a, addressing that core before we jump back into 
a uh, a content update like maybe with like you know if you think april as a bug fix balance and then as may as a content you know that would bring in the 3v3 pvp potentially going into the summer of bug fix you know content bug fix content uh do you see that as essentially kind of like a predictable pattern or do you feel it's still you know too early to tell like how how that kind of ends up you know edging out with the uh with the devs why well, anybody go, go ahead danny go. I, was, I was gonna say if it feels that way at the moment doesn't it because it launched and things were just not working very well uh, across the board like many many things so it's nice to see the content roadmap and we can see what new content's coming but i think all of us that are currently playing the game all we want is nice keep keep going with the quality of life features keep going with the fixing make sure that we can have mega bat well me personally mega battles and not lag which so far seems to be very very good but yeah i think you're right for the time being content fixes content fixes and that sort of rotation just to to even it out but uh yeah sorry red well <laughs> I'll, I'll forgive you this time the, 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 the truth is is like you know i hope they don't have to do that eventually i hope they can yeah. eventually put out patches that are like all right you know the the performance is good there might be like a uh an annoying bug but something that isn't like game breaking occasionally like the i think this last time it was like the storage chest in the house you had to like put them down every time you you logged in uh, that was an annoying bug, but it, but we could still play New World effectively. There were no like uh, games or, or like bugs that were breaking PvP or wars or anything like that this time around. Hopefully, they can get to a cadence where you know they're not having to do quality of life fixes every other month and, mm -hmm. and maybe you know get to a more consistent content schedule. But yeah, I agree. I feel like the quality of life stuff will come to an end at some point. I think there's always a battle fighting bugs, et cetera, in any MMO that you play. So, and balancing the combat is something that's going to be ongoing no matter what you do. I think the meta is going to shift and change forever. So I think that uh, having some sort of months in there where you do some balance and bug fixes, et cetera, is, is needed and will be necessary, but hopefully it won't be like an every month thing. You know, I'd, I would much rather see them work on content for a couple of mm -hmm. months and have these really big, like, content pushes yeah. without having the need to spend so much time fleshing out bugs and whatever. Like, I think what comes to my mind, and we've talked about this a lot, uh, just, just in general is like elder scrolls online, I think has a really good method for, for how they release their content and their update and the cadence in which they do that. And hopefully new world can kind of get to something similar uh, at some point in the future. And that, that would be really exciting for me, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think ultimately, like, this is a really good thing for them to do right now. But at some point, like, you will, I think, hit, like, a kind of a, you know, um, I, why am I forgetting the development term? It's uh, it's it's basically a, a tech debt, you know, technical debt. There's the term. some point that will have been addressed. And then ultimately, I could see them shifting to kind of maybe a, like every, you know, three months. That's where the kind of the big content piece happens. And then any kind of minor fixes that that need to be addressed between the big content updates because that also then adds to the hype cycle which brings us right back to obviously the free-to-play weekend that just kicked off and is starting now before we talk about that elizabeth is asking a question in chat saying in the beginning people i planned to play and had a hard time running the game it would crash a lot has it gotten any better and my experiences has been absolutely absolutely i haven't seen any crashes or really any bugs that that I feel are like game breaking you guys. Do you feel that the game's a stable place uh, for Elizabeth to come check out and return to much better than it much better than what it, what it was. We were, we were watching um, a war back from November to what it was uh, two days ago. 
and it's like a completely different game uh, there's still things that are problematic and things do happen and there are there's a long way to go but it's a completely different game to what it was uh three four months ago so it's yeah try it out get back yeah. in i'm telling everyone if you, if you if you didn't quit for uh i don't know a reason to do with just disliking the game in general jump back in and try it because a lot has changed since since the early days it costs nothing to, to try to, to, <laughs> and it's to, free. to test. Yeah, it's free. Like, yeah. there's no sub. Like, that's one of the things that I see people like, oh, should I return? It's like, like if it says you update, just update and log in. See if, yeah, see if you like it. Because they they're not going to ask for money for you to even worry about it. Like, if I wanted to go test 14 out, let's say I stepped away, which would be weird. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, so then it's like, yeah, I'd have to sub, like resub and then I would be able to get the update and then I'd be able to see if it's worth my time. In this case, I can, it's a complete opposite way, but let's, let's talk about the um, free to play weekend because uh, I think what we saw with the double XP weekend was awesome. Like I was like, that is such a really cool thing. I was out of town. I couldn't take part in it, but obviously we're seeing player numbers return free to play weekend. What do you guys, uh, do you guys have any kind of concerns? Do you think this is kind of forward shadowing uh, new world going into kind of a free to play model? Or do you think this is a really great way for them to kind of do this advertising at some point, like at some kind of cadence. What do you, let's go with red. I think the game is in a great place right now. So it makes sense to kind of open this up to everyone to, to give a go, you know, cause a lot of the, I think the general conception of the game was in the first month was that maybe it was a little early and they should, you know, anybody that maybe is on the fence about trying out should wait. And, and so now the game is in a great place. I think it's a good time for anybody who didn't buy the game to try it out because I've said many a times, I think that this is like the best state that the game's been in. Uh, and that's like through, I played through alpha beta and even uh, obviously launch, but, but you know, one of the, one of the problems or one of the, the things I think they need to figure out is bringing back the people that already bought the game, because that's a large player base. I mean, mm -hmm. we, it almost hit what, like 800 to 900,000 concurrent players. Uh, at one point mm -hmm. and, and getting those people to, to convince to come back is going to be a challenge. And like you said, at least there's no barrier for those people as well. So I think the free week weekend is great, but I think convincing those people that already own the game to come back is also going to be, what does uh, that, what, what gets those players to come back in your mind? Good patches like this one. Uh, the, the one that just happened with the new expedition, the weapon, the quality of life stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you're always competing with people's time, I think, right? It, the $40 wasn't probably that significant to those people. So they don't feel committed to the game, uh, with the $40 purchase. I think it, convincing them that their, their time is better spent in new world than in lost Ark, new world than in like final fantasy 14. I think that's the challenge really, because I mean, like you uh, maybe had mentioned or alluded to 14 came out with a new expansion. Guild Wars two came out with a new expansion. You know, all these games have new content flowing all the time. So competing with those games and, and bringing those people uh, back into the game and making their it worth their time to come back, I think, is the main challenge. Bordy, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with with pretty much everything Red said. I, I in terms of like the free to play thing, you you asked the question of if we think that's like some foreshadowing to go free to play, and I think that's a very interesting topic. Um, I. I if New World ever did go free to play, I feel like it might be a uh, it might be pretty good for the game. I think a lot of people would play the game then. Something like a Lost Ark type of model. Obviously, I think Lost Ark is edging on maybe pay to win a little bit, but I think uh, if they could get away from that 
side of things and be, uh, be maybe not a little bit, maybe a lot, but you know, I, 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 I didn't want to go that far. Right. I didn't go that, but I think, uh, I think if new world, it just had like cosmetics or something, I think there's a way to make it be free to play. That'd be awesome. But I don't know that that's something that's going to happen anytime soon, or at least my prediction is it won't. I think they're just using it as a big marketing tool right now to bring players back. And I, I love it, man. I think it's amazing because I think right now is an excellent time to bring players back in. I do feel like a lot of players might have left because of a lot of the quality of life stuff, right? Like manage your inventory was awful, dude. I, uh, bro, I tilted so much managing my inventory. <laughs> So then you had to you had you had awful inventory management on top of uh, a, a tremendous amount of Azoth that it cost to go manage your inventory. So you didn't really even want to go gather stuff because it would take you forever to go sort out your inventory after you gathered this stuff. Well, now none of that's a problem, right? Like all that is fixed. And so it just feels so much better to play the game. And I think that alone, if players came back now and tried it, I think they would enjoy the game so much more than they did before, just because of these small quality of life updates. So so yeah, I agree with Red. Like Additional patches like this one, if they can continue to like iterate on the quality of life stuff, we still have like tuning orbs. It's kind of an issue. Some other like guild management system I would love to see into the game, like some quality of life stuff there. So you can manage your guild bank, maybe have some guild housing, some of that cool stuff. Uh, if they can get that in and then continue to add content, I, I do think, you know, a year from now, six months from now, uh, we'll be sitting in a much, a much better, much different spot for New World. What do you think, Danny? I absolutely agree. I think we, we spoke about it probably a couple of weeks ago, maybe more, when the leaderboards and the roadmap mm -hmm. came out. We were speaking about just bringing some fun to the game, you know, leaderboards within companies, uh, just, you know, who's caught the most fish this week. Just silly yeah. things that will just be fun. And I think leader Yeah, I think leaderboards will be a huge thing. Um, but with the free-to-play, it's, it's, it's a difficult one, really, because... Um, you know, the, the main thing for me really would be to go out and say to people that I, I've, you know, met on stream or whatever who haven't even played the game yet, come and we'll play together, come and join our server. But th maybe it's maybe it's too soon because a lot of the servers are locked. We can't transfer off them. I know that they're supposed to be doing merges after it. So I think this may be a bit of a, a toe in the water for them, testing it out to see how many people who haven't got the game yet will try it out and don't want to pay the money because of the negativity it's had in the past and just jump on in and, and test it but potentially a bit too early if we can't transfer servers manually yet um but it's going to be good to see it's going to be be really awesome to see how many people actually jump in for the first time and haven't played it yet and hopefully uh we don't see loads of uh bots running around <laughs> with I, I, all these free accounts yeah absolutely <laughs> and the bots are back yeah. Um, I think the, the, the free option, I think is really good. Cause one of the things I find is that obviously like at a $40 barrier, I personally enjoy that. I don't hope that the game goes free because if it does, then you have to kind of find a way to like have other people cover that initial kind of entry Whether I believe the buy to play option puts us all in the same playing field, right? Like, Oh, okay. You know, we all have inventory. We all have access to every, you know, like you buy the game, you can, you can play the game and there's no sub, which that's something I'm going to talk to you guys about here in a couple of minutes, especially about MTX, the fears that were presented last year. And here <laughs> we are a year later. And it's like, seems to be okay so far. Like <laughs> we'll have to talk about it uh, here in a second. But when it comes down to it, the ability to test 
if your opinion matches with what the negative you've heard, right? So obviously like, you know, from an influencing perspective, content creation perspective, uh, an air of, you know, like, you know, cheering on the downfall of the game uh, and saying how bad it is. This actually weekend opens up the ability for everybody to go test it without putting money down on the table and deciding for themselves if it ends up aligning with the negative that they've heard versus like, oh, this is actually either really good or or maybe they don't even jive with it. And the and then my always opinion is like, at least you tried it. Like New World isn't going to be a game that everybody's going to say, oh, this is the one game everybody should play, but no game is. So it's like, you know, I always say you should try it. See, see if you like it for yourself uh, rather than take my word for it. Because like, obviously, like I'm a fan. <laughs> so it's like... A lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed since we leveled up as well. I think they've been working heavily on the the user experience for them, mm -hmm. the first time user experience, which, you know, I, I can't comment on because I'm scared to go back and do well, it again. I don't want to do it again. If you, but, uh, if you look to Damone Kim, like if you guys follow uh, yeah. like his content, like awesome. Zion Man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, he also, he he did it again. He leveled up another character and then he was able to share that experience and he did it in two days. Brilliant. Like, obviously, like Fantastic. that was a massive playtime but i was like that's still like really cool to see people go back and do that one of yeah. the things that i would love to get y'all's uh, kind of read on because i feel like from a communications perspective i feel like amazon continues to get better and better and better at that and one of the reasons why i think that especially with what elizabeth's uh, chatting about saying being able to swap servers from one coast to the other that the complaints that people leverage about the game that i hear personally have already been also addressed. They might not be fixed in the game, like the orbs, which you guys brought up, but also with regional transfers, uh, that they've addressed them in some way so that as in my case, I can always say, yeah, they're working on that as opposed to like, oh, we don't even know. I feel overly communicated to, especially with the monthly dev drops. How do you guys feel about that? Like, do you feel like, you, are there lingering questions that you haven't heard amazon talk about or do you where do you think amazon can, can improve we'll start with uh let's start with bdlg and go around the horn yeah man i i think their communication is pretty good you know people all the time say that they don't communicate to the players and i i highly disagree man i think if you're looking in the right spots the, it's there i think sometimes the communication is kind of scattered a little bit because they have on the forums they have like this dev post uh section which they just posted an amazing article about the the desync and the lag out there mm -hmm. but you have to kind of go find it and look for it so i think maybe that's where the disconnect comes from is like people don't know where to look for the communications but in my opinion, man, they've done an excellent job communicating those dev, those dev videos they do. I, I don't know what more you would want them to address in those. I know they kind of record them and then, and then release them maybe a week or so later. So some of the information in there, we might've already known or heard or whatever, but they, they address them directly and they're not shy at all about saying things like, yeah, we screwed this up. Uh, we're fixing it. Or yeah, this sounded fantastic on paper, but in practice, it's not working out how we intended. So now we're fixing it. Uh, those types of things to me show a lot. I, I get a lot of joy out of hearing them say those things. And, and I think they're doing a really good job at communication. I'm not sure as players, what more we could ask for really. Um, I think they're about as transparent as they can be. I, I think sometimes maybe there's things that they maybe don't address and that slips through the cracks, but I don't think it's from them like not wanting to address it. I, I think it may just be something they just missed maybe, which is going to happen. So I think they're doing fine in that area. What do you think, Danny? Um, yeah. So compared to other games, they absolutely, they do so much more um, than other games that I've played. Sometimes you don't hear anything for months, you know, um, they are, they are really on top of it. And 
yeah, I've had the chance. I think Red and BRG has also had a chance to to throw some questions their way. And there was one video actually where they they asked like four of my four of my questions, and some of them were pretty brutal you know i really laid into the pvp missions and i basically told them that they're crap and like what are you going to do about it and <laughs> and the guy was like they're actually all right so it's kind of you know they they asked the tough questions they listened to uh us as a community and a lot of my chat you know we, we like to think we're we're into the pvp and they listen and they respond and they they do seem to really care um i think i think we just have high expectations to be honest to get things done quicker so you know, um, th there's things that you see in other games that you, we haven't even. There's no news on in 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 New World, and I think um, BDOG touched on it earlier. You know, guild stuff. The whole the whole game is focused around these companies, and it's really basic. And I think people want to see, you know, some stuff that's kind of should be standard in other games in in here. And I think that's maybe where people are confusing communication with actually what might come out in the future. I'm not sure, but in, in terms of kind of communication wise, they do a great job. They really do a great job. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't follow it at all. What do you think, Red? Well, you know, one of the things that <clears throat> that's just kind of uh, interesting to me is because, well, most of us, I think in this chat especially, have played MMOs for a very long time. And one of the ones that probably we've all played, or at least at some point, is World of Warcraft. And how, like, you would go, like, literal months without anything. Like, sometimes a year without hearing anything for the, you know, the, the communication from New World, especially, I don't know how it could be better other than, to, like, have, like, a live stream up in their office, like, at 24-7 and just watch us, you know, uh, work. watch work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what people are expecting, but I feel like they're extremely transparent. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I think, uh, went a long ways, I think we, maybe we spoke about this before the show or in the pre-show, but, but is there, um, is there a roadmap that, that is mm -hmm. the best way to communicate with players who don't catch the live streams or don't check the website every, uh, like week or day or whatever is just having that roadmap up to, to link around, uh, the, the community. Uh, and to show people like this is what's coming up in the fall, in the spring, next month, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think that that level of communication was something they were lacking on a little bit. And now that they have it out there, I think it's going to go a long ways. The uh, yeah, communication, especially as it relates uh, to the development of trust, like you mentioned, wow. And them, you know, taking as long as they needed, you know, like, oh, it's been so much. But there was a, an element of trust that basically the players is like, yeah, I know stuff's coming. I know stuff's coming to the game. And, uh, and so at that core, you know, same thing kind of when we look at, and I see the conversation that people leverage into the CCU, the concurrent users, like concurrent users is overvalued, uh, in, in MMOs, especially new MMOs, namely because it's a placeholder for trust. Like you don't know if the game will continue to be around because players have been burned. So I always kind of say like the reason why you feel like it's as important or you're not feeling communicated to is because you don't really trust the, the, the messages that you're receiving because it's easy to talk. But I think what Amazon's been showing is that they're actually delivering on that trust and they're actually l responding to the feedback and they're not, you know, saying no, they're, they're giving answers as to why, they made the decisions that they've made and that just takes time to build up. And one of the things that I think, 
like even with the roadmap, I hope that it's a uh, under promise over deliver roadmap because people are like, oh, yeah. there, this is not on the roadmap, but they we know they've talked about it and it ends up being that it might not have a place to when it comes in. But I think it's over the fact is, is that the roadmap is what we know we can absolutely deliver on because when you put one out, now the thing that they have to do is make sure they deliver on that roadmap so that players actually then say, oh, when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And if I have to wait three months or six months for that thing to happen, at least they've addressed it. I understand. And I can expect when it will come and then it comes so that, you know, if you feel like you're just like, I got to take a break. Okay. I need, I want to check back in six months. It's, it's seeding that level of like, okay, we, we've said it, we've done it. And then we, we say it again and we just continue to repeat and re and, and redo that. Now, Joe asked an interesting question because I have a very strong opinion about what he's writing because we know that a group finder system is coming. We don't know much more other than that as that was on the roadmap. But he says, I wish that they would add a matchmaking system for dungeons similar to WoW so I don't have to spam chat or uh, you know to find a group for an hour. What do you guys think? Matchmaking? Is that what they're talking about with the party finder system or is that some kind of listing? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that's exactly what they're that they're talking about. Hey, they've mentioned it before, I believe, uh, in one of the live streams that they are working on some sort of matchmaking system uh, for for dungeons and and stuff. Uh, they also mentioned the alteration, I think, in the same conversation to the uh, orbs, the tuning orbs, mm -hmm. and making separating the actual ability to do the expedition from the orb itself, and kind of making the orb like just increase the amount of rewards you get. I think. I believe that was at the same time. So yeah, they are working on that for sure. Uh, I don't remember if it was on the roadmap or not, but they did say that that is something they're working on. And summer. then, and then summer. also summer. Yeah. Yeah. Summer. summer. Yeah. And then they also, and this is maybe what I'm thinking about not being on the roadmap. They all, he also did mention, uh, ways to play with other people on other on yeah. other uh, yeah. servers as well. So, and that's, I think that it, it, matchmaking doesn't matter unless you get that in the game you have because, to have the yeah. cross server aspect yeah. otherwise otherwise then your server is even more important when you add cross server matchmaking especially let's say opr like just talking about one of the modes that would massively benefit yeah. from it like then all of a sudden a low pop server actually has a lot of value to a player who maybe wants to gather a little bit more on the on the mm -hmm. uh, on the world and and be able to do certain things that they're not going to have too much you know as much competition but they're not penalized for that, you know, for a lower pop server from something maybe they want to participate in. And as we get more cave modes, I think that's absolutely critical. But the developer in me, the engineer in me is like, that's a while away. Like it's, you know, it is critical, but like <laughs> I'm along. So yeah, yeah. Like I'm, and when, when the developer tells me a long way away, I, th I, I think immediately 12 months minimum, you know, when somebody says it's coming soon, I think six months, you know, it's like, Oh, soon is six months in development world. Yeah, it could be Ryan. even 18, but yeah. Do you Ryan think it's sooner? This part of the podcast. Don't, don't, say that. don't say that, Brian. I'm just I'm just speaking as a as a software engineer who like works in the industry. Like I I I, I translate certain words to represent time frame. If they come in sooner, <laughs> albeit like hopefully the th the idea is that they started working on that a while ago. And so that, you know, it ends up being, yeah, it was a big task. It was a, you know, what's called an epic 
an epic user story uh, that kind of you know constitutes all these little things. But that will be huge. Uh, what do you guys think about matchmaking? We got we, we did red Danny uh, BDLG floor yours. I was, I was going to say like these things weren't these things must have been being must be being built since the change right so it was originally that survival game something you don't you don't need a, a group finder or, or 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 half the stuff we have now in the game that it was so it's kind of it's kind of impressive on one foot that they're building all this stuff and they're you know scott's kind of saying that we don't have it because it wasn't part of the original plan so a lot of these things are being built when the feedback's coming in and the, the decisions are being made and stuff so i don't know how long ago it was when they thought about you know removing the orbs and adding the group finder and things so for, i have no idea and you obviously clearly have more more knowledge but uh it's 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 a cool it's a cool system that they're bringing in it's just it's scary to think that it's all being built pretty much from scratch from a lot of feedback and a lot of changes and they were really adamant on the orbs for a long time like no the orbs are staying <laughs> until it was just no we don't want it we don't want it we don't want it we don't want it and things start to change but these were it, it, it will plan. have it will have an impact on the world and, and things like that because you could end up seeing easily people just kind of idling in town po you know, popping in and out of visibility as they go and queue for content etc so it's it will have a fundamental impact on how the world and everything interacts and that's something they need to consider from a game design perspective right like yeah. if all of the content is instanced what makes new world different from any other MMO instance simulator that we've seen in the last 10 years, uh, yeah. BDLG, I want to go to you and then I want to address Elizabeth's comment. Yeah. So I, in, in the beginning of this game, whenever it was supposed to be like a more survival based game, I was highly against any kind of group finder, et cetera, or really any instance content at all. But whenever they added these, these instance dungeons and after playing the game for a long time, uh, I feel like a group finder is something that will kind of enhance the gameplay and make people enjoy it. It's like, it's one of those things where I was hoping they were going to be a little bit different in some areas, but now it's pretty clear that it's just headed down the, the pretty, uh, like it's headed down more of a traditional MMO path. And I feel like adding a group finder now will enhance the gameplay uh, because it, it, right now it's kind of, it's, it's frustrating to try to find groups and that doesn't really enhance my gameplay as an MMO player, as someone, I always, I always take the perspective of if I was still like working full time as a CPA and I came home and I had like two hours to play tonight mm -hmm. and I spent my two hours looking for a group and I was never able to run that dungeon versus being able to pull up a group finder, log in, do my couple dungeons and get out. I would be much more likely to log in and play that game every single night. If I could do those things versus not being able to do those things so yeah. i think whenever you log into an mmo you want that experience you want to be able to log in do the things you have time to do and want to do in the game versus logging in and spending your time like trying to search and do it like that's just a frustrating gameplay experience so i think adding the group finder is is critical and also to your point about like the roadmap where you said over to or, or under promise over delivered i think there is a world in which that might happen I think there's a world in which they are working on a lot of the behind the scenes things like move, removing tuning orbs, adding these crossover transfers. And those things may come in earlier than we think, maybe summer, because it doesn't make a lot of sense to add these group finders without having like crossover cues. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe they will. But I feel like those things aren't on the roadmap. And I feel like those are also huge, huge things that's going to change the, the landscape of the game that that uh, that just aren't on the roadmap. So I, I feel like there may be a world in which that roadmap is just this big 10,000 foot view 
and uh, and we're going to get a lot of other little things within there that's going to change the game drastically. Uh, so yeah, that's my opinion on on the on the group finder, man. I I feel like you have a little bit of a different opinion though here, Brian. What's what's the opinion? The uh, it, it ends up being it's that I always kind of look at cost, right? Like what is the cost? And typically when I hear matchmaking discussed, I don't ever hear it paired with are we willing to sacrifice certain things to have that function? Uh, and so the, and this is like, I like whether it exists or it doesn't exist, like that's a function of the community. I'm not here to change anybody's mind, but like matchmaking is an, is a, is kind of a boiling pot for toxicity in PVE content where player choice matters. So no. Matt, when you get, <laughs> when you get matched with somebody and they're like running, like, you know, oh, you have no armor. And, you know, like there's certain rules that end up having to be applied to reduce and cut down toxicity. Same thing with the level design itself. So ultimately, because you have no predisposed investment on going into the content and kind of, uh, you know, hey, we're all going to do this and this is what we're doing. And now we're stepping into the content. Content has to like there is a chance that content gets adjusted to basically the lowest common denominator. I'm here. I don't care about you assholes because like the game matched me with you guys lucky for you uh it's not always this isn't a one-to-one case but like when it comes to player uh you know you know choice the freedom to pick your two weapons and to take your perks and take your stats you can end up easily having a recipe for players just going in and not being able to clear the content and then and then to you know be the you know Bordy's point like okay yeah you had your two hours and and you you kept trying to you kept getting matched with people who just were awful we're just the worst like you couldn't even clear the content that doesn't feel good either so they're like it 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 can end up being on the other end of it and it's just a it's just a risk that that matchmaking takes into account that's players like i like how some cultures do it where you only do matchmaking if you've actually already cleared the content if you haven't, you always you always do a static. You have to still shout and find your group, but that's a cultural thing. And usually within the North Americas, uh, or at least within Western society, I haven't seen that mindset being used with matchmaking activity. In, uh, you know, in my, in my experience, what do you guys think about that? I was, I was gonna say they may they may bring the gear score uh, average. I think as on a war board now, if you mouse over a player who signed up to your war, you can see their average gear score. Mm-hmm. So potentially there'll be something similar to that, so you can see maybe your party before you go in something similar like lost Ark, where you can get an idea of what they're running beforehand so you can be like nah yeah i'm not i'm not doing this if they're mm. really really low and potentially this will be very helpful for the, the lower level dungeons because oh, yeah. there's not many people running them at the moment and people coming into the game for the first time weren't able to do the depths or starstone because there's no one doing them anymore maybe this will help if it's uh, it's gonna help there. like i like the your example Bordy. like you know i'm not a full-time content creator this is just something i i do and i, I honestly don't want to be full-time because i feel it gives me the freedom to to really speak my mind and i piss people off apparently i, I asman actually <laughs> reacted to one of my videos and somebody in chat was really? saying that i'm a clown i'm like that's actually really high praise like i will Thank you. i will wear that badge <laughs> with pride because like i you know i i don't feel i don't want to be beholden to an algorithm for my livelihood um but on that you know on that aspect like i identify with the that working person like it makes it easy to jump in but then i look at the games that generally have it and i in my mind i look at eso and i look at final fantasy 14 14 
it's it's great i jump into the dungeon but it's a hallway like there aren't multiple paths the reason is is because people aren't there to explore the dungeon they're there to achieve the goal and get the reward and go on with their lives and also within the, the like every red mage is a red mage every white mage is a white mage there isn't really a player you know impact on how my build is set up it's just a matter of my gear score and that just simplifies the process making it streamlined making it easy for me to jump in and do a dungeon as easy as possible i love that easiness experience but i love a new world my ability that like my build is my build like it is legitimately what i choose that i feel works better for my play style screw your meta you know like if you feel like i'm not optimal sucks to suck I'm not impacting your gameplay and matchmaking. You might get paired with me and either I'm great or I'm, I'm awful. Like maybe, you know, like I'm, I'm going to have either a, an experience that doesn't give you a negative taste or a negative taste. And that's going to bleed out easily more on social media because people share negative takes and negative, you know, that, that kind of reaction more and more. And so like, it will be paired with, you know, Hey, nice community, toxic, you know, new world community. And that's just, there's nothing to avoid it. Like, I think this is adding it in is the right call, uh, especially for players who have been trained in that because there is, there's nothing competing. Like this, you have, I'm sorry. Like when you come in and in your example boardy, like you got two hours and you're like, why would I spend two hours trying to get a group when I can go over here and I can do all this content, right? Like the new world doesn't exist in a bubble. So unless you're absolutely in love and you want to be here for two hours just to try to do a dungeon, you're going to go just play whatever gets you into the game the quickest. And so I, I, I concede, but at the same time, the, the, the software engineer and the game design, you know, mindset in mind, I go, well, what do we sacrifice anything? And, and we don't have to ESO just says good luck. And you know, when I hear about people's matchmaking experiences in ESO, I have yet to hear a positive one, <laughs> but that's maybe that's just my, you know, my bubble. Any thoughts, any follow up uh, before we move on on our next topic? Yeah, I think that is like a group content problem, not necessarily like a, a group finder problem. Mm -hmm. I think generally, uh, because right now I've been in, you know, you, you have to find groups manually. You, you do, you can't always fill the group with people, you know, so, okay. You know, you do occasionally like hop into a random group if you're looking for an expedition and you still have the same problems. You know what I mean? People want you to link your weapons. People want you to, mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. uh, if you come in with a musket, which, you know, let's chat. I hate to break anybody's musket bubble here, but it's a terrible DPS weapon for PVE. Uh, <laughs> if people come in there with a musket, it's like, you know what I mean? Like people still get negative, uh, you know, experiences uh, through coming in through that, like those bills that you're talking about. I think that just generally forms when you get people together that are trying to complete a, a goal or a task in a game and that one person or two people in your group are negatively affecting your experience. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. people's nature being keyboard warriors, like most of us are, they're so likely to be like, dude, you suck, you know, in, in <laughs> chat, no matter what, no matter yeah. what the, the actual like way they got in the group was. But, you know, one of the things I've noticed is the difficulty of content that you put the group finder in. I think that's like the more important thing. Like the regular expeditions are pretty easy at this point. I think most people can get through them. Putting people in a group finder in that sort of situation, I think is is relatively risk-free because most people like now, 
I think most people can carry through one or two people through those expeditions. So even if you get a bad person, it's not going to generally affect your, your outcome uh, there. But mutations, uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, even I do feel like even like the 3v3 arena, I think maybe we should consider maybe holding back the matchmaking on those sort of activities uh, because, you know, I, I think those sort of activities are the ones that like, they're very challenging. There's a lot of stress or, uh, you know, whatever involved with them and, and uh, everybody's gameplay is extremely important. So I, I do believe like most games like have like a raid system or something that doesn't have matchmaking that are like the higher tier of difficulty or whatever. From a content creator perspective, I think and also having a matchmaking system does open up unique opportunities for like y'all's live stream to be like, hey, we're running, you know, with with players hop on in and, you know, and play with us, especially if you're like, oh, you're having a bad matchmaking experience. Let us be the good match. You know, let's let us be that aspect. And so there's kind of a value. I see that happen, especially in high end content within within the MMO content creation and streaming space as a real like net positive, um, you know, to kind of grow on now. Um. We've seen the roadmap. All of us, I think, are generally really excited by what they've, you know, kind of laid out. Uh, Great Sword, I think, coming in the in the fall and them announcing that as kind of a commitment was a real big, exciting thing uh, for me personally. Uh, not only the new zone, but, you know, and I listen to y'all's podcast talking about, like, is that going to be a zone that you fight for control over or should that be, you know, whatever, you know, what kind of zone? So I'll, I'm really kind of curious to see, uh, you know, if you... If, what it is in that regards but is there anything missing from the roadmap or is there anything not on this roadmap that you feel would actually add a huge amount of value uh you know in the next uh, six to nine months to this game and and if so what is that and red does uh, kind of making a face and nodding so let's start with him <laughs> uh, so, so the, the one i always mention is like raids like a large group highly like co coordinated you know experience like eight man or whatever they want to do, I think is, is, is like one that just like is obvious, but also I think company support the game completely is like involved or completely is surrounded by the need for companies like territory ownership and everything like that. Having like a bank, having like maybe even company housing stuff like that, I think would go a long ways in the game because right now there's just like minimal support to such a massive system. Uh, such as like companies. So I, I, I think that I would have liked to see it with some hint at some sort of increased company support within the game. I think that would have uh, been good. Danny, what do you mean by you? <laughs> I, I, I got a big wish list. I do. You know, this includes like pirate ships and Vikings and uh, <laughs> all this <laughs> swimming. You all list this a feature and I'll, and I'll, and I'll list what I would basically quote out to have that uh, delivered. And you can, we can just write oh, up his, uh, no, his, uh, his cost. His no, spend. We don't want to hear it. Like Danny no, just spent we, $7 we, we million. Dollars. <laughs> we want it now and, and we don't care. No. Uh, so it's Amazon's money. Who gives yeah, a crap? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos went to space, Brian. We, we don't could get, to we could get pirate ships, dad gummy. Come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would, I would, I think I, you know, following what Red said, some, some, some good guild support would be really nice, or company support. Um, I, I would really love to. I, what I really wanted to see was some cool open world events, stuff that really brings people together. Uh, just truly glorious. But every time we talk about it, it's like you know, can the servers hold this? this that and the other um you know i can see that they're bringing back turculon which is an open world event 
Mm-hmm. But I was completely disappointed by, you know, I was expecting this epic, corrupted uh, beast of some sort, which would bring hundreds of people together. Uh, and I, you know, I got I got a, a giant turkey. So I was kind of disappointed, to, to to be honest. But I think, Danny, uh, yeah. Danny, admit, when you saw that flaming egg poop out of the, the giant chicken's butt. Turkey, sorry. I don't want to offend any fowl. <laughs> yeah, turkey's butt. Admit that you laughed. You had a good couple. It was funny. It is okay. funny. It is funny. Yeah. No. So, so for me, I definitely wanted some some more uh, emphasis on open world, which again went back to kind of PvP. So declaring wars at the moment for me is just not. It's not the way it should be. Uh, there should be more PvP involved, and there should be. Uh, yeah, but what I'm after is more open world content. And, and at the launch of the game, all these ambushes that you would see people hiding mm. in bushes and alligators and, and just the madness that happened in open world was amazing. And it's just, it's disappeared and it, it there doesn't seem to be any need or want to bring that back. So for me, yeah, I really wanted some open world, open world bosses, open world, open world events that just yeah. brought people together. I love then, the open yeah, world. Like it, it, we've been leveling weapons really in the open out, world yeah. and it's just, it's feels good beautiful yeah it's gorgeous it feels like very i feel so connected and feel so like engaged that i i I agree with you on the open world side of things but i would say is that you also then like mentally need to think of what incentive is there because you can open world pvp the reason you don't is the is is trying to address that that issue and how do you from a game design perspective sit here and say well, how do we get people to partake in something that they say that they want? And it ends up being that the incentive to do so is either being outweighed by, I don't think there's really an incentive to do so. So that means like yeah. any incentive in any piece of the content, you know, makes more sense. It's more valuable for me to go and queue an OPR. Makes sense, yeah. right? Like that's going to outrank, oh, you know, open world PVP. What do we do? Like, how do we bring that into, a, a, you know, a value driven proposition so that people who want to do it, feel like their time is valued and i think that's kind of a key aspect yeah any thoughts uh, danny before we go to boarding yeah yeah i think they're starting to do it you know they got raffle bones in there which mm-hmm. if you find yeah. them and you kill him you start to get some loot and it's they're starting to introduce these parts to the game which may be which may lead to something bigger down the line once they've kind of sorted out the desync the the server lag and the big issues with players Something that feels like they've solved a lot of that like with the last happening yeah Mm -hmm. we we uh there were some wars happening a couple of days ago when the wars finished there was just there was there was beaches full of people fighting 100 200 300 people and in your pocket of, of a fight it felt good and you could see the fights in the distance but you just didn't get all the you know all the spells and the skills and it was it was working amazing so yeah. I, th- I think it could come and you know uh the, my last thing that i really want is atmosphere in the towns so the tavern needs to have a little yes. band in it and it needs to just have some you know some drinking and, and just a some fun game. and yeah like some, some kind of card game in there in that in that tavern <laughs> wait your server or doesn't gambling. have bands we we, we, have, we have you got bands some, we have some guy black left break. <laughs> At, at, I've seen some epic rap battles happen in, in New World. Every yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they missed the missed the trick with the kind of open world, and I'm sad to not see any more love for for wars on there and war declarations. But you know, there's some really cool stuff on the content roadmap, and maybe these bits will be kind of intertwined in what's coming out. So I, I hold hold my hopes up, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Forty, how about you? What's what's missing from your roadmap? So I'm going to steal a couple from both from both Red and Danny. The the guild thing, I think, is a huge one, and I wish that was on the roadmap, and maybe we will see something about it, and it's just not on there. 
Uh, that's a big quality of life thing that I'd like to see addressed because Red's right. Like the game depends on guilds a lot in a lot of different situations and not being able to manage your, like your guild funds or have a good place to like store your guild stuff. There's oftentimes, like there's a lot of times where I'll go out and I'll get these recipes. I just have recipes on recipes stacked. They sell for like 10 gold on the marketplace. So it's not like a big deal, but it'd be nice to just be able to shove those into a guild bank somewhere so that lower level people or new, new recruits or somebody just joining the game could use them and then get some use out of them, you know, just stuff like that would be nice to have. Um, and then to Danny's point about open world PVP, that's something that is on my wish list for sure. I feel like right now, territory pushing territory is one of the most boring things to do in the game. Uh, if you can get some good open world PVP, it becomes really fun. But there are so many times where you're out there just doing these missions mindlessly. They're so far, yeah. you have to run so far across the map to do them. And it is so god awful boring, man. I <laughs> despise pushing territory. I hate it, man. It is the most boring thing to do in the game for me, and uh, and it's unfortunate because that's how you have to declare war, right? So if your company yeah. wants to own territory, well, you're forced to go push at least ten percent. Um, and it's just, oh man, I, I hate it, dude. Uh, so that's one of the things I'd like to see them address. I, I feel like the whole territory control system is a little bonk right now, the way it works. Um, and I would like to see that kind of rework. So I was a little disappointed not to see something like that on there, mm -hmm. uh, but maybe they think it works fine right now. I don't know, but I think wars, territory control and all that sounded great on pit. So that's another one of those things. It sounds great on paper in practice. I just don't think it's working out very well. So I'd like to see something done there. That's probably my biggest one. Yeah, I want to echo like what you guys said. Like, there's so, so many like really good like uh, ideas here. I think for me, the two things that I would adore in in addition to what you guys have highlighted is that as somebody who like isn't pushing for territory, but just generally runs like what I would consider kind of a small casual uh, company, and that's why I always kind of say like, if you guys are looking for co somebody cool to hang out with, like that's what we're here to be. Uh, if you guys want to get sweaty, like, you know, like absolutely go check out like some of these other guys. But like one of the things that, you know, like I really enjoy about New World is just how relaxing it is. Like I just I just feel like at home in a weird way. Like I just like, all right, this is very peaceful and I can get sweaty and I jump into PVP. But like generally speaking, like I don't feel like if I'm not efficient and i'm not doing check mark a b c d that i'm missing out like and i really appreciate that about the game i don't want that to change but i'd love to see some incentive on the small smaller company side if you want to make money like controlling a land controlling a zone is is a great way but there's no subtle way for us to rate make money as a company unless people donate to the cause and i hate asking for that i'd rather it just be an automatic system of oh you sold something off the market your small company takes a very small, you know, fee for that, you know, for that. So it just kind of slowly trickles in so that all of a sudden, if we decided to try and declare war, that the war chest is, is ready to go. And like you guys have said with obviously company housing and banking and things like that, to be able to have an impact that we can feel. Cause right now it's just a chat room, you know, in that regard. So I'd love to see that, but also with the idea that, yeah, like looking at the range of different play styles within the companies that exist. For me, though, like the thing that will make me more like owners probably play this game to a dangerous amount where, you know, Brian, you might need to take, you know, interventions <laughs> like your banners are ha held is this. And this is why I want it so bad. I want XP to mean something at level 60. One of the mm. things that I like saw, like and it, when people came into the game and they're all like rushing to 60, I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I don't understand <laughs> the rush to 60. I've always viewed uh, you know, New World and even Final Fantasy XI as the, the end game begins at level one. Like anything I'm doing has value, especially with a player-driven economy. 
and I, you know, people rush to 60, but what that does is that all of a sudden the ways, the methods that they do become less valuable. So town boards, less valuable quests, less valuable, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm sitting here going like, how awesome for me would it be is that I don't need to level to 61, but imagine if there was just some kind of little chest that you got every time you got a level's worth of experience at level 60, that they just, Hey, thanks for playing the game. Thanks for getting that experience. I don't need it to be efficient in terms of progression. I don't need it to be anything. I just need that bar to fill up because that's my addiction. That's my problem. I'm here to, you know, like, what is it? Uh, XP anonymous XPA. Uh, that's, that's my problem. But I would love that. Cause like when I look at like the, the, the daily stashes and things like that, like I get joy out of it. I would love to go turn in these quests. I'd love to go kind of fill up that bar and just get another chest of something. Um, you know, uh, work, you know, whether it's worthwhile or not, like just having that as a core system, all of a sudden takes all these quests, town boards, things like that, and, and continues to keep them somewhat relevant, uh, you know, for the discussion. But that's, that's the thing that I want to see. I haven't seen much talk about it, but when they talked about the double XP weekend, I go, I, I, I put a feedback on the forums. I was like, you know, it'd be great if, you know, like at 60 XP did something, you know, like I don't, I don't need it to hit me a level 61. I don't need power from, from it. But give, but you know, give it back. Cause like, even like every, you can, you can level to 60 by fishing, you know, yeah. and you can level to 60 by fishing. And then all of a sudden 60, it's like, okay, we're taking that whole, that whole static progression away. Anybody, any thoughts on post level cap experience? Yeah. Aptitude chest for, for player experience would be great. I love it. I Something love it. Like that. Yeah. That, I think that would be easy enough to implement. Wouldn't it? I mean, Brian, I don't know. Is yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it all depends I mean, also on their, like their, their future framework too. Like if they were like, okay, we're planning on something else then, yeah. you know, like who knows, but uh, it, it, they, the fact that they implemented the aptitude chest, I was like, all right, where's the, where's the XP aptitude? <laughs> you know, like, come on. But, Same thing with weapons what, too. So like to jump in to get defeated. It's like, imagine getting a, a specified orb, or gypsum expertise increase for post 20 leveling your weapon. Just like, Hey, you got another, you know, instead of hitting 21, now you're actually farming up like weapon expertise, you know, for that weapon that you continue to use. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. What happens if you, if they increase the level cap though? Oh, I think essentially nothing like, because again, you're not getting power. So it literally is like, okay, XP go, you know, level, level cap is up. All right, cool. Now, yeah, once you hit, once you hit seventy, then the, yeah. then the aptitude comes back. You know, same thing if they yeah. ever decided to raise the aptitude to three hundred. You know, yeah. like you, your aptitude grind goes away, and then you're back on that grind. And then then once you hit the cap, then all of a sudden you sh you shift back into that system. I personally hope that we never see a level cap increase. I think in the long run that only ends up hurting. That 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 becomes a problem in ten years, right? But I think you go and focus in on horizontal content more than anything, and and people will will love it. Like, okay, cool, cool, but. Um, you know, that's just my bias. Go ahead, BDL. Boarding. Yeah, I hope we never see a trade skill level increase for sure. Yeah. I, I'm almost <laughs> done with all of those, and I'd be real triggered if a month from now they oh, said, dude. yo, guys, now it's 250. The day, I would, the I would day you hit it. The day you I'd hit it. Angry. Let's just yeah. raise that to 300. I'm fishing. Let's go. <laughs> I, all, I, all I have left right now is fishing. I've been fishing during this whole time. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to max fishing. Once it's done, I'm done. And if they increase cap, bro, uh, you're going to see a very angry, a very angry bald eyebrowless man <laughs> i'm gonna be very dilty uh. danny or red you got anything uh, thoughts on that go for red well you know the thing about having uh those systems in place is they're a great way to kind of i think fill the void in in like a system or an economy like new world has 
one of the things that like feels not so great right now is crafting how much uh how much it takes to get a good piece of armor or a piece of weapon is just like it's insane i mean you have to play the game you know infinite an infinite amount of time uh, to get like a good like a best in slot or whatever you would call it uh armor set so so using like you like you said like a progressive uh, leveling system that allows like aptitude through experience gain could reward players with you know maybe just a random loot box of gear or you know uh crafting uh material or whatever they want to do i mean really you could just put whatever you want in there and like you said it just gives players a reason to go out and play the game I mean, there are, I mean, most, most systems I think at this point have an aptitude, like the way you would gain XP, mm -hmm. yeah. most of them have aptitude except for like questing and, 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 and like dungeons and, you know, the, those sort of things. So hopefully, uh, they can figure that out. Cause I, I agree that it would like, why not do it at this point? Cause they've literally instituted in every other, uh, you know, every other metric in the game. So yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's where i just like i'm like i'm just kind of hoping every you know every update that they sit down they i'm like oh man please tell me <laughs> <laughs> i'll need to record need it, it if they ever say it. <laughs> I, i'll hopefully be on camera when it's like if they ever say it and be like yeah <laughs> oh man it's, it, it's one of those things for me that um i can see kippy mentioned there about guild wars 2 mm. uh it, it it doesn't bother me so much but i was just having this flashback of doing like prestige in call of duty when that first came out and redoing your you know your levels again uh, for me for me it doesn't matter too much as long as there's content alongside it you know to mm -hmm. go yeah horizontally ra rather than but it would just be one of those things that's really nice after you play for 20 hours or something you, you just get an extra box of rumble shards and you know i'm not a big expedition mutation guy i don't really do them at all so i'm getting all my umbrels through uh dailies or opr and things like that so that'll just be something nice on top of it so you don't have to go down a route that they force you to go down you can kind of um you know choose choose your own path and that'll just be an addition to that so <laughs> it's a big rock <laughs> the um i think overall like obviously like we're, we're fans but this is in and of itself like a really really good time for the game like it, honestly this is a really good set point to see them turn back on kind of the marketing arm to see them uh to see positive on reddit like that's that in my mind i was like okay like this is i'm not crazy like there's there's something here there's definitely something and i feel like one of the things they did at the even at the start despite their issues was they did the hardest thing in gaming, which is actually to create a fun game. Like that is the hardest thing. And then it's about refining it, you know, cleaning up some of the things that like you thought that aren't really working. Like you said, this is a great idea on paper, but in practice, because of how people play games, like it isn't working in the way that we wanted it. How do we address that? How do we bring in that uh, and kind of refine that fun, making removing that friction as a, as a term that the, the, the dev Scott has continued to use. Like we're just trying to find the friction and, and remove it so that overall you're having a fun time with our game. I think with the, one of the things that like within AGS, and I would love to know you guys this kind of a final thought before we, uh, before we wrap up the show, AGS is also already working on another MMO, if not another, another MMO. Like they could ha potentially have maybe even two more games that are MMO based in the pipeline. I feel like new world in and of itself is both a great testing ground, but also a great proving ground in terms of trust. If they continue to develop and say, hey, uh, even if we get it wrong, or even if we struggle, the game's still around. 
And that's going to be something very powerful for the future games that they release. So I find it to be very, uh, like a, a very big tentpole uh, term of release that they have. And that's one of the things I feel people discount it. Do you guys have any, any thought? I, it doesn't matter. That's just the, the general thought that I'm seeing um, as kind of a final thought for the show. I'll start with Danny. Um, I think there's, there's been some changes in, in the Amazon cam as well. I think, uh, was it the, the head step down and he's kind of mm-hmm. focusing on other things in life and there'll be different, different opinions and different bodies coming through. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, where the future will be, but I think if they can keep developing new world and it, and it continues to, to go in a direction that's going from this batch, things could be good. I guess like we're always worrying whenever we're streaming, whenever we're chatting about it, it's always if the, if if the game keeps declining in players, although it's not the be all and end of as we discussed earlier, if there's no player base, they're not going to fund it and they're not going to keep right. developing it, which means it's kind of game over really. And then what's next? But if they can keep 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 going the way they are, I think it would be amazing to see what they can bring out next. If they can bring out something similar or something improved from what they've what they've learned at New World and learned in Lost Ark and you know bring features from all of these games and just make it you know the big mmo but i think new world's new world's still got that chance to to potentially be that if they keep going the way they are let's look forward two years time it's a long way away and maybe not many people be playing it then but it could still hold its own i think it'll be it'll be brilliant especially with the combat combat is very different from what most of us are used to in an mmo so I'm, i'm excited to see where it goes especially yeah fast forward 12 months fast forward 18 months it'd be exciting i think it'd be amazing red yeah i mean i kind of i guess you know i'm a big fan of new world and i kind of share the same sentiment as danny i would like to see them continue to push forward you know in the new world department and and uh you know i guess there is no like uh like false limit of uh (laughs) material or time that they can spend on developing other mmos because they can obviously create a new team or whatever but you know Amazon to me, uh, New World is like the the one thing that they have you know uh, have to get right before they expand into other games. Lost Ark they brought over a product that mm-hmm. that was already done has already been developed for four years. I, I can't really, it, it, anyways, it's hard for me to say that Lost Ark was a success on their part because really like that game has been out. It's been proven yeah. in the in the east. They didn't do anything other than help bring it to the West. It, so, it struggled like, though, like like with every MMO, even with Lost Ark, that the first couple of years were like right. It was every, every every MMO like hey, the first couple of years are the hardest part of it. Exactly, so. and that's and that's the thing is like you know it's hard to con- remind people, or it's you know I try to remind people like and it doesn't work by the way that that the, the game has been out for four years like it's like it's already been through its rough patch. And the reason you enjoy it so much is because it has four years of content to enjoy mm-hmm. all at once. And and I think the key is getting lost are if you really want to establish yourself like as a you know, like a square enix or a, a blizzard or something like that, you really do have to have a like a long term successful game. And I think I really do think as much as I love the game, as much as we all love the game, the verdict is still out on New World. Uh, they really still right. uh, have some things to prove in in that space before I could I could say like you know there was a time in my life where if it, Blizzard put out a game I was gonna play the game right I didn't care what the game was about I didn't care you know if it's a first person shooter like Overwatch 
or if it was a card game like Hearthstone. I played those games because I trusted Blizzard and the quality they put out. And I think Amazon Gaming Studio has a long ways to go before they reach that status in my mind. Forty. Yeah, I would agree with that, Red, for sure. I think that uh, I think that you're spot on, though, Brian, when you say that M that New World is kind of a proving ground for them as a studio. They've had a lot of failures, man. There's a mm -hmm. lot of games they've tried to pump out that just haven't went their way. I mean, Crucible is probably, I, I, I guess, maybe one of the bigger ones. They had some other games that were a little bit smaller before then that didn't work out as well. So I've I've heard the sentiment from from uh, I don't know if it's from them or some interviews or something I can't remember where where I've seen this but I've seen I've seen them say before that they really do have a desire to break into the gaming space in a mm -hmm. big way yeah. they want to do that and it's pretty obvious the amount of money and time and effort they're pumping into it um, so I don't think they're going anywhere for a very long time as a studio I think they're just trying to find their way and figure things out and that that to me gets me excited for New World because I do think New World is like the the opening they've been waiting for it had such a good launch yeah. hasn't been received very well since but now the i feel like the tide's starting to shift a little bit and it's starting to get to, to kind of be back on the come up uh, a little bit just like most mmos that we see released it's the same trend we've seen and if they can continue to push new world in a good direction i think whenever they do release the next mmo they're working on because i think they are with uh what's his name smedley yep. i think he's working on on an mmo behind the scenes so uh rumors are it's like a, a space-based mmo or something like that i think uh, I could be wrong there, but something something that yes. vein. So so if they are able to nail New World, that will give them a lot of credibility, a lot of reputation, so that whenever that game launches, I think right. their sales will be a lot better. So I think you're spot on there, dude. I, I do think they're using New World as kind of a uh, kind of a proving ground to prove themselves as a, as a studio. I just wonder if they're going to ever acquire anybody else. Like one of the things we've been having a conversation mm -hmm. in yeah, the back be end. Because the thing is, like from the monetary perspective, like people who think New World's a failure, it's like, they sold 10 to 12 million units of the game, like at a minimum, that's the current yeah. potential player base, right? I the would love to know what those people make annually, because if that much, if that much money is considered a failure, then, then, you know, right, right. Well, you know, it's, it's, like they're just trying please. to put a label and, and discount it because that's the pattern. Like I, I just, I'm a guy who picks up on patterns and it's like, I, I'm especially having played what final fantasy 14, 1.0 is beta all the way through to now. Like, I like, yeah, I, I guess I maybe I, I'm definitely more willing to let games like breathe and, and kind of and I like that process. I like being having a direct impact what I feel and and the fact that the devs communicate and they listen. And the way we know that is that we, we, we have evidence of that already. Like they're taking our questions and then they're implementing them and then they're listening for feedback and then they're taking our questions and it's the cycle. I like that. I feel like I have a direct impact on New World in a way like, I mean, not a one to one and nor should they weigh my opinion heavier than anybody else's, but I love that process. And having been through multiple MMO launches, I go, yeah, this is just what I, I kind of signed up for. Like, I'm just kind of used to that in that regard. The question is, is that, you know, I, I see people are making an, an utopian based argument saying this is exactly like, oh, they shouldn't have this process. It should launch with three years and four years of content already. And I go, well, I mean, yeah, maybe launch your next game on an island somewhere. Let it exist out there. Let us all like wish we could play it then fix the issues and then say, Hey, now we're ready for the, for the world. Now we're ready for everybody to, to jump in, but that doesn't, that doesn't make financial sense. Um, so it's like, that's, that's one aspect of it, but I could see Amazon at this point though, like based off of just what they've, what they've done, you know, picking up maybe like daybreak studios. I don't know if that's still their name, but they have like ever quite like, no. I don't know why they're buying up so, so many like MMOs in that regards, but you got smiley. Like I'm saying that 
are they going to make another non MMO genre or do they just see something in the data that we don't, we're not privy to with Twitch with like their marketing arm? Like why MMOs? Like why am like, I don't know why they either really want them and really like making them or they have information, you know, in terms of kind of this, you know, what we all never see because they pay for these very expensive market research studies. So that's just the thought in my mind. You made a, a noise, Red. I want to, before we wrap up the show. Well, you just mentioned EverQuest is like dear to my heart. So when you when you said Daybreak, it's like, yeah, that would be awesome. Obviously. What if they didn't EverQuest next? Like imagine that being brought by Amazon, yeah, you know? I've already bought that game, dude. I expect that game for free uh, because I definitely <laughs> paid for it. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I, I, I think, Brian and I hate. I know we don't want to hear this. None of us. Everybody that maybe is has monetization uh, problems. Plug your ears. But like, I I think they know. Like, we're such like a dedicated player base, and we're willing to pay fifteen dollars a month and and microtransactions and like you know what I mean. Like yeah. the MMO, like ESO is one of the high most highly monetized games I've ever played in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Lost Ark. <laughs> extremely monetized uh destiny 2 which i would consider a, an mmo extremely monetized like you know what i mean i i unfortunately amazon you know it wants to make money uh, from yep. this stuff and I, I think this is a the perfect genre to do that in and and honestly i do think that there is this resurgence of this genre uh, that's happening with with new world with ashes of creation mm -hmm. with, the, with the westernization of lost ark uh, all these, you know, like again, uh, Final Fantasy 14, because of Asmongold and, and a lot of the reception of, of like wow and, and how it kind of went on the decline, I think people are really, really interested in, in finding a, a game like these to, to dedicate their time to, um, for sure. We didn't really talk too much about monetization, and I apologize, I'm keeping you guys a little bit longer, but if we could, I'd love to know your thoughts on the potential battle pass. Uh, last year, in terms of content creation, yeah. lots of fear mongering about mm -hmm. how Amazon is going to like, you know, go through our pockets and it's going to be pay to win and you know, all these things. And then lost art comes out and all those people are like, Oh, who cares right. if it's pay to win? <laughs> oh no. Like uh, they literally uh, dropped $8,000. The people that, that, yeah, that were afraid that new world was going to have XP potions <laughs> dropped $8,000 in lost art. It's like, it's like, it's insane to me, but that's the way, you know, clickbaiting <laughs> works, I guess. So the battle pass though, like we, we they said they were going to look into one. The only reservation I have, I'll give my thought and I'd love to know yours is that if it expires, like I don't want any artificial FOMO. FOMO exists. It's an, there's a natural aspect, the fear of missing out, but we see Jarrett saying battle passes. Blah. I think that <laughs> if they actually had a, like they, they, they we know that they're probably going to add a battle pass. That's what they kind of communicated over a year ago at some point. I have no problem if they do that as long as it like I can equip any past battle pass that I've purchased because I guarantee you the way I play games like it's going to stress me out like it's you know having a artificial clock on me like it just it, it basically means I'm not going to spend money on your battle pass but you take that clock off and you say yeah like maybe there's an efficiency window like for the next season the next 90 days you're going to level at this normal pace and then after that if it's an archival battle pass like it levels slower or something like I don't care. But, um, you know, that that's the like, that's where I'm like, I'm kind of crossing my fingers and trying to give that feedback before they announce it. What do you guys think about a battle pass in terms of that model for New World? What, ga what game, Brian, what game has that battle pass system? Because that actually sounds like a really 
uh, cool idea. Honestly. So the one game that does that didn't implement a progression system that actually was good was is Halo. So Halo's battle pass system does not expire. So you buy a battle pass, you keep it. And so you can level it up. And so the next battle pass they're launching is in May or June or something like that with the next season. And you, yeah, you buy a battle pass, it's yours. And so you can work on the current season or if you like, let's say you come into the game years later, you can buy up the past battle passes that you missed and you can level and grind out that. The only downside is that I say Halo and people are like, Bleh. I'm like, Halo's progression system sucks. Just, it sucks. Like I, I was about to say something even cruder than that um, <laughs> because of how it actually changes how you end up playing the game. So it ends up like from a, like just an objective-based mode. Like you'll play the the challenges and not the objective because that's how you progress. So they have to fix their whole progression system itself. But the non-expiration has me as a dad saying, sure, I'll buy that battle pass. I got no problem with that because I will grind it out, but I don't want to grind it out on a timetable that you give me. And, and, and that's just it. Cause like, you know, like we don't, we're not planning on having any more kids, but if Julie says that we're having another kid, I I'm not playing many, many games at that point where I'm helping Julie, I'm helping with the kids, you know, like doing the diapers and stuff like that's my job but you don't have a timer on it. I'm like, I will, I will buy every battle pass because at some point I will have time that I'll go back and grind it out. Cause I have an addiction for XP and grinding games. Like that's my genre. Oh, you have XP. Oh, there's a grind. All right. Brian's here just chipping away. You know, not, I'm not, a, I'm not the, the speed guy. I'm just that, you know, I'm the water making the grand Canyon guy, but um, tortoise. I'm the tortoise. <laughs> the I'm the tortoise. Yeah. I look like a tortoise. That sounds like an incredible system. I feel like if they did that, revenue would go up too because you have an opportunity to sell those old battle passes and they yeah. don't expire. So it seems like that's a good way to make some additional money as well. I, if they implemented a battle pass, I think it'd be that would be awesome. That would be a great way to implement it. I The whole idea of a battle pass, though, I, I don't know, man. Battle pass, would it be implemented with some sort of seasons? Yeah. You know, like how yeah, yeah, would you yeah. do seasons? Like I, they, they mentioned seasons a long time ago too whenever they started talking about all this stuff. Like seasons for... For territory control, in my opinion, makes zero sense. Like I, I don't know if 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 my company fights oh, yeah. to own don't a piece of territory, yeah, yeah, and then it resets oh, the territory. F, so I, I would no. be tilted, and I think people would absolutely oh, yeah. hate that. I think seasons for three v three arenas makes a lot of sense. I think something like that would be fine. I think those would go hand in hand pretty well. Mm -hmm. So I guess it all depends on how they would implement it, as to how that would affect my opinion on whether or not a battle pass would be okay. I would I would buy it if it's cool for sure. Um, I have no problem with 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 buying stuff like that in game as long as i get value out of it right yeah. like if i feel like i'm getting value out of getting the cosmetics or getting value out of the money that i'm spending i'm in because i play the game and i play video games a lot mm -hmm. it's my it's my form of entertainment so i don't have a problem spending a, a little bit of money on there it just needs to be reasonably priced and i need to get value for my money and, and i'm and i'm good uh, i'd be okay with it cool uh what about you danny you you your idea is brilliant because uh, uh, Amazon have Prime Gaming and mm -hmm. you know the, the ability to do drops, which I think yep. most of the time you think as battle passes. I hate the term battle passes; always reminds of like Call of Duty or whatever, and that's you know typically turns off people who are mostly just playing MMOs. But typically, when you take a battle pass, you take something that will, you have to do now, and you have to do that content because in the future you're not going to get it. So it's that way to get that initial bit of money. But Amazon have that luxury of having drops and Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. which they can do as that, um, you know, another way to monetize with, with with Amazon Prime, and that can be, uh, you know, exclusive content that you only get if you if you redeem it at that particular time. So it makes absolute sense. I'm just looking now. Obviously, there's 
the PvP reward track coming soon. So they yeah. could be testing the water to see how people react to the reward track, which then if that's, you know, received nicely, then potentially that's when they'll start looking at bringing out the battle pass. But uh, I, I have I have no issues with it. I think they could name it better and, and theme yeah. it nicely to the to the game and, and just kind of in you know integrate it really nicely. But this also goes back to potentially the, the free to play. You know, if the free to play goes well, the PvP reward track goes well, then you got a free to play game with a with a good battle pass and exclusive content through their other uh means of monetizing us, then we're all in. I mean I, I was just gonna say before we talk about monetizing, like look at I was looking at Lost Ark when it released. I think one, two, three and four on Steam were like the 90 pound pack the 60 pound pack whatever it was and it yeah. was the you know people were spending 100 pounds on a game that you know hasn't even released yet and people are up for spending money in in the mmo scene so oh hands I think, down yeah. i think uh gamers love to support the games that they they're enjoying and, and i yeah, think that's absolutely. the aspect the question that ends up being is like how do you find that that balance and for me you know in my my test is always like does it give does it give me stress because like value yeah. is one thing like it's like i'm already here like the value is like oh cool i'm just grinding i'm unlocking this stuff anyway the stress comes like this is also me and destiny like destiny has the battle pass etc and it stresses me out because i'll play and then it's like oh gosh like i don't want to feel like i need to and that's yeah. one of the things that I, I feel about new world being very relaxing but let's uh that's <laughs> more than enough show for uh <laughs> for today and i think all my panel here um, where can people find you? Let's start with Danny. Once you get your plugs in, we'll go Danny Redbird and then finally BDLG, who is actually live right now. And I'll put a link, his link in, in uh, the YouTube chat for those of us hanging out here. Yeah, um, just look for Danny TV, Twitch, YouTube, wherever. Um, Danny TV, I'll come up. Danny, nice this is an audio uh, podcast, Danny. It's Danny, D-A-N-N-E-A. <laughs> Danny! Uh, Danny! Danny TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny, with this shout out there. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find look, just all things Studio Loot. Go. We just put up studioloot.com. Uh, we that's a hub for all of our websites, so you can get you can find any of our websites through that. So that would be the one thing that I I would promote today. Obviously on Twitch, Twitch dot TV slash Redbird R E D B Y R D because. <laughs> the internet you know because you're cool man because you're you can't cool spell anything correctly <laughs> if you want <laughs> it, it were as somebody who's massively dyslexic it, like it's, it actually works like you know when things are spelled correctly I, I dare i don't get it right i'm like oh man and then people make fun of me and i'm like oh it is what it is <laughs> yeah yeah hey man some of us don't spell or write well so it's fine it's okay Bordy, i dropped your link in live chat but what, where can people find you Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, just studioloot.com. That's where you can go. You can find all of our stuff there. Everything we cover is over at studioloot.com. And then, yeah, I just stream uh, on Twitch. It's just twitch.tv slash BDLG. And uh, guys, if you're listening and you're following the Ginger Prime, uh, you know, nation, I guess, the Soul Nation, we've got, uh, I split out a bunch of different content. So I just created Ginger World Gaming. So if you guys want direct, like, New World guides and, and news, like, I'm able to post that up here. And then what people are seeing is they're more of my editorial um, you know, like deep thought e experiments, et cetera, that are being posted on, on the prime. And I saw some people in Bordy's chat asking like, is that the final fantasy 14 guy? Nothing hurts me more <laughs> than putting know. me in a box. And it's like, okay. Like if, if you want to co consider me that, like I, yeah, I love 14. You should go play 14. It's a great game. I would like to at some point at least evolve into be like an MMO guy. Like, it's like, yeah, we all like, we like this genre in and of itself. So 
um i tend to yeah i i i get that label and i'm like I've played more New World than I have played Final Fantasy fourteen in the last year. So uh, who knows? We'll see if that ever that ever shifts. But people, I guess it's always kind of true. People find you for one thing, and then that's the thing that they mm-hmm. they, they, they like you for. They're like, oh, I like it when Danny plays New World. And, like, and Danny's like, oh, I also play these other games. They're like, interesting. Don't All care. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. One game. Have you, that's have you quit say. that game? Yeah, have you quit that game yet? Is that, New World? You play, like, yeah, somebody's like, you play bad games. I'm like, well... All right. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. Thank you. Guys, that. that's uh, that's so much fun. Thanks so much for joining us uh, today for today's episode. Uh, this has been Epic Loot Radio. Uh, you have been hopefully entertained, informed, and if nothing else, got some, some good stuff in your feed today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the likes. Thanks you so much for the subs. And we'll see you next time.